0: Hello, and
1: welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hey, everyone. I'm your host, Chris Sands, and today I'm in beautiful Williamsport, Maryland, at Interchange Tiki Bar and Brewing. I got the name right that time, right?
0: You got it right. All
1: right, gentlemen, uh, introduce yourselves so people have a voice to the name. Maybe uh, maybe just someone starts at a point.
2: At Tiki <laughs> William William Sport. That's crazy that we have the same name. It's crazy. Uh I'm Lucas.
1: What do you do here?
2: I, I don't even know, man. Uh Brew, kinda hang out in the tap room, you know.
3: I'm Dylan. What do you do here? Um still
1: trying to figure that out. <laughs>
0: And I'm Ben. I have no clue what I do here either, but we all do some of the same things and some different things, and we just make tiki drinks and beer.
1: We're definitely starting off on the right foot. <laughs> um, so awkward. <laughs> when did Interchange open? How
3: long
0: ago was it now? Uh,
3: it was July
1: 16th.
0: <clears throat> July 16th. Of this year. Yeah, so not so long ago, but longer than it seems sometimes.
1: It's only a few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how those few months gone? Have you, are you getting your groove?
0: I think we're just finding it now, really. Um, you know, figuring out who we wanted to be and who people wanted us to be was a little bit different for a little while. And I think that, um, you know, we've just been listening with what people buy, with what people say, and just trying to, you know, change what we are and still keep the heart of what we are at the same time.
1: Has Lucas learned how to brew beer yet?
0: Uh, I mean, we are pretty well no. rated if Untapped has <laughs> no. anything to say about it. But uh, you know, I'll let him answer that one. Uh, it's a work in progress.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the first time I was here, um, which the murals really gone downhill since I was here last.
0: Yeah, it's got some guy's face on it
1: <laughs> currently. Um, every beer I tried was really, really good. So I'll just go ahead and say yes. Lucas has has learned how to brew beer
2: well thanks i had some uh heavy encouragement from uh, ben over here
1: i mean and then that's that, that i mean that's just making fun of you it's like, everything's it's just heavy of critique of any beer i've had before then that's okay
0: <laughs> I, I think people responded well to the beers you know so like we went with the obviously with the tiki theme here and we try to go across the board with beers inspired by tiki whether it's you know hot profiles that are tropical Or, you know, the fruit flavors that are pure tiki inspired or even our stout is big coconut forward stout Um, Lager easy drinking. That's a little kind of side of things that is maybe a little different But then again in the tropical regions they have some of the lightest beers that exist Um, Like sands, bohemian lager uh, Sure is yeah. that is that a thing? Yeah, in oh. Jamaica. Okay.
1: A, look, YouTube. Search on YouTube. The videos are hilarious. <laughs> I have, have to check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it. I think it's a Jamaican beer.
0: But like Presidente, Presidente is one of my favorite beers in the world to drink, and it's got to be the lightest thing I've ever had. It's so good, so good.
1: And you guys are taking a different approach than what when most craft beer breweries are when they open where you're not doing weekly one-offs. You're more or less just sticking to a core lineup and just playing with flavors for the tidal wave
0: yeah, sours, so, right? So far, we've done that. We do have a triple IPA coming up here soon, but at the same time, we're really not going too far out of line on things. We do have the, I guess it's eight-core beers, and we slide some things in here and there to keep it fresh, but for the most part, we are sticking with something that's pretty core-driven.
1: Core so would you say this is a tiki bar that has a brewery in it, or is it a brewery that has a tiki bar in it?
0: Well, I think we always establish ourselves as a brewery, you know, brewery first. And, uh, but yes, you could answer yes to either one of those. (laughs) (laughs) And it works. works. But I think, I think the tiki bar culture has taken over here quite a bit too. So, I mean, in terms of what the sales look like, it's pretty even.
1: Yeah. And I, and I don't even really know what answering either way that implies or anything, but <laughs> it just like it, it cause you're not, you're kind of not operating as what people think of as a typical craft brewery where, where you're expecting different beers every week and something constantly new. And, but then you, you also add in, uh, because, uh, Washington County is smart enough to allow breweries to have, liquor licenses that you have a full cocktail menu.
0: Yeah. And I I think that's always been intentional is just, you know, being consistent, setting a tone, um, being something that something can, some people can rely on and it, you know, being a a concept that doesn't exist many places, if if any place. um, I think that we had to do that at least to start to figure out, you know, to help clientele figure out, help our people figure out who our people are and help us figure out who our people are.
1: So typically I ask, what everyone was doing before Interchange, but all three of you have been guests as what you were doing before Interchange, so I don't think we need to go down that road. i <laughs> still, guess, Dylan, you're still doing the other things that uh, you were doing when we interviewed. Yeah. Obviously, Hop Havoc is... Well, no, it's not Hop Havoc anymore, right? It's, no, it's ha- Now it's Havoc, Havoc, yeah. Havoc Brew Supply. Uh, we went
3: through rebranding uh, last year. Now that we've expanded outside of hops and into purees and sanitation and cleaning products. um, And continuing to add new products. So we adopted the name uh, Havoc Brew Supply versus just Hop Havoc.
1: So not only are you still doing it, it has grown much larger since, I mean, what, it was probably about three years ago since you were on talking about Hop Havoc. Was it that long? I think so. Wow. Yeah, no, we've definitely um, still plugging along. Because I think you were one of the first people I had on remotely. So it would have been oh, early. Yeah, so that was early COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. it would have been early, like March, April of 2020. So two, two years and change. All right. Yeah, wow. Time flies. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben and Lucas is all obviously brewed beer for a long time. And if you want to hear everywhere, just Google uncapped in their names and find all that. We've talked about it once <laughs> or twice. Yeah. A couple or, times. Or five times. Although I think Lucas completely blew me off when whenever he was supposed to be on last time. Does that sound is that an accurate memory, Lucas? Absolutely. Yeah, I thought so. That is
3: definitely something that we do. We uh,
1: <laughs> no, we
2: had a we had a guest. It was we had a snowstorm and we had one guy that stayed here all day.
1: Oh, yeah, I do remember that now. <laughs> All day. Super nice guy. Spent a lot of money. Cool. I mean, I'm just assuming at some point you're going to just get up and walk away. But <laughs> So how did Interchange come to be? What's the origin story of Interchange?
3: That's a good one. You, you, want, me to you go? want to take that or you want me to?
0: You can start. I'll throw in where I need to on this one.
3: Okay. Um, so with CBC earlier this year. Uh, where the idea was was spawned. We were sitting at a trailer park tiki bar in Minneapolis. And uh, three or four drinks in, we decided to order these little frosty, you know, uh, frozen drinks that were served and a pig doing a handstand with a straw uh, coming out of its butt.
1: I mean, the... So was it a tiki bar inside of a trailer or was it just something that was themed to be like a trailer park?
0: I, it was a trailer park. Yeah, it okay. was a trailer park. It had fake animals on the roof. It had a Ferris wheel outside. It had gross interior intentionally. So, so they it wanted had, it
1: to be like white trash tiki.
0: It was, but it was like in a really kitschy, different way. So it felt like grandma's trailer park. You know what okay. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: like the flower couch that everyone's grandmother yeah, had. And yeah, it.
0: the like fe- er, flocked, velvety wallpaper, uh, white gravel outside. Um.
3: Four types of horrible carpet. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you think of think of Radisson and Motel Six mm-hmm. in the late '80s, early '90s it had all their carpets.
0: <laughs> and you had to look close to make sure it wasn't stains on it it was intentionally that way and it was. But the drinks were all they were all they weren't quite tiki tiki they were definitely like tropical inspired drinks for the most part. They had some variations and stuff. But you know, we looked at this place and said, what if we did this tiki style? Yeah. And
3: uh, that's essentially, well,
0: then we hid the pigs outside and went out <laughs> and drank until three in the morning.
3: And they did. They did serve me a what was oh, yeah, that? It was a giant bowl, probably sixty-eight ounce punch bowl of Jameson and ginger. Oh jeez, it was a giant punch bowl, and you had like to put it in your own cup out of a ladle. And it was like once that happened,
1: it was like it was we all, need this. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, uh, what's the name? What's the name of the tiki bar in Disney? Sam, Sam's.
0: uh, I don't remember.
1: Sam's outpost. No, that might be. That's probably wrong. We'll just go with that name. It's definitely wrong. Yes, that's it. Um, but when I was there, like they have those ones where that they suggest it's for two people.
0: The scorpion bowl. Well,
1: -hmm. they they have a couple of them. Oh, (laughs) they also have like the Nautilus, and then there's there's like three different ones where they just come in the humongous (laughs) cups. Then.
0: I remember being at um a few years ago and it was like three, four in the morning eating at a you know, Chinese restaurant and they offered alcohol and I got one of those. Best and worst idea I've ever had in my life. <laughs> but uh, I drank it by myself that night. It was you know, I had cuttlefish that night for the first time and a bunch of Peking duck. It was great. How does that decision compare
1: to drinking a four loco?
0: uh i i much prefer the scorpion bowl (laughs) um drinking a four loco was not fun
1: so what what makes a tiki bar a good tiki bar because there there's always those lists like best tiki bars in the country what makes a tiki bar a good tiki bar
3: 37 pieces of flair (laughs)
1: No more, no less. (laughs) Or is that the bare minimum? That's the bare minimum.
0: (laughs) I I think it's, uh, you know, offering that tiki culture, which to me is a unique vibe, kind of your own sense of tropical feel. I think drinks that match, but drinks that are well-crafted, they're not just tropical, sweet, gross, you know, sucrose bombs. They're actually well-crafted with really nice spirits, with uh, attention to detail, pellet ice always. Um, You know, we have a different glass for every drink here and stuff like that. So it's really just paying attention to details and creating an environment, I think also has a lot to do with that. So you're having fun. Like right now we have Kung Fu on one TV, Goonies on another. And I think we're trying to get some Luchador stuff going on in the back one soon. So it's just like adding our own unique sense. And obviously if you were able to see this place, I think it adds that too, because Being in an industrial park is definitely a challenge for a tiki bar, but I think we took it our way and kind of made it like it was in a trailer park because that's what we were given. (laughs) Um, It's what we have to work with, and we just had a vision with this, and I think all of those things together. uh, We have food here, obviously, that's fantastic. That also follows the theme. I think that's important. Some of the best ones I've been to follow that. Um, I think we've just kind of put all those things together and just keep putting piece by piece into this. Um, whether it's buying stuff at Hobby Lobby to put in the Ivy or, you know, we have obviously an amazing mural artist who was able to do a lot of work mm-hmm. in here. So it's just about just individual pieces and putting it all together.
3: Yeah, And the uh, the customer donated stuff. We've been starting to collect things from customers that come in and say, hey, I have something that'll really cool that will fit in here. Do you guys want
1: it? Is that a normal <clears throat> tiki bar thing? I think be- so. I, it yeah. must be because that when... I recorded the episode with Tiki TNT down Mm -hmm. in D.C. He mentioned that, too. Like, a lot of the decorations there are things that customers have brought and given them to to hang up. Yeah, so it's pretty cool.
3: Um, You know, we get to add new stuff. Customers feel like there's a piece of them here, you know, and it creates a really, you know, homey, comfortable environment for a lot of different people.
1: So would you say... The atmosphere or the drinks are more important when it comes to those lists of Both. the best ones. Both. Like you, you can't yeah. you yeah. can't have great drinks but without mm-hmm. the atmosphere and it be considered great. It right. has to be
0: It's gotta be everything at once. It's gotta be everything at once. And obviously the staff's incredibly incredibly important as well as understanding it and kind of pushing that vibe across and making sure that the folks on the other side of the bar understand it as well in terms of what we're trying to what we're trying to do here
1: i wonder if that's why there aren't that many of them because it sounds like it's only like it's it's a commitment hard to be successful at it if you aren't going to be committed to
0: doing it right it's a commitment and 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 it's just kind of like anything even you know building beer recipes you can build a beer recipe all you want but if it's not like a financially stable recipe then you have to kind of twist and turn it um to see if you can make it work within those realms. And if you can't, then it's time to, you know, kind of give up on that piece of it. So I think this is the same thing. It's just like making sure that we can twist and turn to what the consumer is telling us they want, but still not lose the soul of what we are.
1: Um, Let's take a real quick sponsor break and let's get into why you chose the name Interchange. So we'll be right back. and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday? Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, are one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. So why the name Interchange?
0: So I think we, Dylan is the one who came up with it. And I think it just came from really simple origins, right?
3: Yeah, it was basically two things. Um, one, we sit right at the interchange of
0: interchange of 70 and
3: 81, and there was internal changes that happened from what was here previously versus what's here now. Um, so
0: I also think it morphed into like the interchange of you know beer and bar culture at the same time. Yeah. I think it's something we didn't see coming, but it was uh, you know, unintentional part of the name.
3: Yeah, so yeah. You know, multifaceted. Multifaceted. Yeah, absolutely. Trifacet.
1: It it is crazy how this building has been home to three breweries now, and each one looked completely different from the from the previous one.
0: This was yeah. a, a lot of blood and sweat from Dylan here mostly. Like we had our parts in it for sure, but he was here 20 hours a day for like Ten days straight, or something crazy like that. Yeah, it I mean, was it was nuts.
1: When I was here, he was building the bar,
0: <laughs> building everything.
1: A couple of days before you opened. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> it was literally right up to the wire. Um, you know, there was there was a lot of finishing touches stuff that hadn't happened when we opened, and you know, finished that all the little things that people don't really notice. Um, that it took about a week to. Nail down and, and and finish after the fact, but uh, yeah, we set a a goal of you know 10 days to to finish everything, and um, we finished it in just about you know the brunt of everything in about 11 days, which is crazy for how much was done here.
0: It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a complete change. Um, I,
3: I'm never doing something like that ever again. I can tell you that. <laughs>
0: You do that. Once. I'm not doing it with him. No, me neither. <laughs> just
2: follow him around and pick up trash,
0: man. <laughs> but you do something like that once, and you know the list looks big and daunting, but it also looks realistic. Then you get your hands on it, and it just gets out of control pretty quickly. And it's just things take so much longer and compile and build up and stuff, and you're just tired and frustrated. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we actually we we absolutely had a lot of help with this too. So it wasn't just yeah. us three or anything like that. There was a lot of folks who had their hands in this too were instrumental in us being able to get done on that time frame and a lot of patience from the folks around us, um, who allowed us to get this done too. So, but it was, it was quite an undertaking in 11 days and it was a complete transformation on that side of things. So
1: are you, are you packaging anything to go
0: yet or is it just crawlers? Not yet. It's just crawlers, but we are going to start doing some limited canning runs soon. I'm hoping that within around the next month that'll start going, um, but it's going to be very small runs. It's going to be very, very small runs. So we're just going to be keeping that on site still.
1: Of special releases or of your core? Our, plans, our plan like? is
0: to keep everything in rotation. Um, I don't know what demand is going to look like or anything like that. We're going to be finite in what we can do. Um, so we're hoping to keep everything around, at least you know in small amounts. Uh, but we'll kind of play that by ear and see what, you know. we don't want to can too much, that's for sure. Yeah
1: yeah it's got to be very awkward timing. one, getting a feel of how your customers and that will respond to this brewery in specifically, but also the rapidly shifting tides of how the craft beer industry in general has changed so much in the last year by what consumers want and how they want it. and
0: it's not even just the craft beer market at this point it's the entire you know economic culture is shifting as right in front of our faces and you know i think it's getting hit pretty hard out here so people yeah, i think it's getting hit pretty hard everywhere honestly but people are kind of you know they're really judicious where they're spending their money on the weekends and they want that full experience when they're going somewhere so if they're going somewhere they want to feel like they're getting their money's worth of going there they want to feel like they're getting everything they want in one place so it's getting tougher and tougher to be that thing that people want. And, um, you know, there's a lot of competition, and everybody's fighting that same fight and trying to get out there. And it's a more – every day it's more and more limited amounts of people being able to – you know, that we're going after, and we're all going after the same thing.
1: I'm glad you said that experiencing because that does seem – and it's always been talked about as something as important. Like one of the most – I think it was in a book I read. It was talking about like the only reason Starbucks was able to become what it did is because it made a product that everyone wanted, like just coffee itself, not Starbucks, but built a whole entire new experience about around getting that. Before Starbucks, you just went to a gas station or you made it at home and then Starbucks came and made this premium elevated experience of coming to get your coffee, and then were able to charge you five times as much because they provided you with an actual experience. So, like, playing off that idea with this is more of a whole experience as opposed to just being a tap room. Like, there's a million things for you to look at. There's uh, there's a lot going on. Right.
0: Yeah, I think that you know, that right now everyone's seen a brewery in an industrial park. Yeah, it's not like some weird yeah. idea. Like everyone's seen pipe shelving and subway tiles and the same chairs and you know yeah, those damn uncomfortable
1: and, uh, aluminum ones. Yeah. So <laughs>
0: everyone, you know, when I say those chairs, everyone yeah. knows exactly <laughs> what I'm talking. About. But I mean like those things are are you know I call it like you know it, it's just standard brewery. Yeah. And, um, well, I think
1: there's even that meme like craft brewery starter
0: kit. Yeah.
1: And one of them is a picture of, of that. that
0: chair. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that was important to us is not be that, um, be the anti that in every which way. I mean, these chairs mm-hmm. are very grandma's house esque. Oh, they're from over, your grandma's? Oh. No, they're, they're,
3: they're from a VFW. <laughs> okay. uh, in either West Virginia or somewhere around this area, but they're over a hun- hundred years old. And they're I think sturdier they're not, than... They're, yeah.
0: <laughs> they're comfy. You can sit in them for yeah. a few hours, too. And they're nice. They kind of cup you. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're good. I
3: mean, yeah, the armrests fit your... You know, where your arms f- fall perfectly. And you can sit back in them, relax. And, um, you know, and the booths are extremely comfortable, too. You can kind of kick back. and, it's, You know, some places you go, the booths are, like, straight up and down. And you can't really, you know, get comfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, these are kind of inclined on the back.
1: So they're... They're super com- super comfy spot to hang out. Yeah, typically this style of chair, as soon as you sit down on it, every single one wiggles, or w- like you can almost do a complete twist the legs or so. So apparently they made this style of chair much better a hundred years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's for sure. So the for the cocktail menu is that always the same or does is that constantly changing and experimenting with different cocktails and ideas I think
0: right now we're looking at seasonally changing it okay so we're we, we just changed our slushy menu we'll talk about this soon I'm sure but we have the cocktail menu right after that to follow um, we typically keep 10 cocktails on at any given time um, and they're all you know they're all rum based mostly with the exception of one that are all different kinds of rums from different parts of the world. And they're all crafted just exactly how we wanted to have them. And I think that when we opened, we were in the warm time of year. So everything fit naturally. Moving into the cooler time of year, we do want to change some stuff up. But we want to keep it, you know, themed in the right way. So what do
1: you switch to for the because when you when you first during the summer I'm guessing it's all like the tropical like pineapples and mm-hmm. hey, so what 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 is the shift to go into so one of the things season?
0: I'm looking at is like winter citrus fruit pomegranate okay um we're looking at a a rum based martini with coconut um and espresso so Fun stuff like that. So you're looking at, you know, your, your standard espresso martini, but we're going to do it rum style with some coconut rum and some, um, some other things in it just to make it fun. Um, and using coffee that's purely tropically sourced, you know, stuff like Jamaican uh, Blue Mountain coffee and stuff like that. So we're looking at things that are following the same theme and trying to stick in the same theme while having fun with it at the same time.
1: Is it important for a tiki cocktail... The quality of the spirits, or can you use rail spirits? Oh, and- absolutely.
0: There's no rail spirits in here. Okay, I, I, yeah.
1: I've heard both that
0: like no, they don't it, exist here. Okay.
3: Yeah, there's but, not a single single drink on the cocktail list that uses anything rail.
0: No, um, three year rum at, at at minimum, you know, up to 21 year rum, um, and it's anywhere from you know Jamaica, Barbados. Um, we, we have high ester driven funky rum here. We have two different kinds of that. Um, we just kind of go across the board and what we're doing and it's very, very intentionally chosen across the board with what we are trying to do. So there's not a rum in here that exists just for the sake of price. Um, price is the last thing we're looking at. We want the, you know, the quality to be there. We want the flavor profiles to be there. And those are the things that are most important to us. And you know, that bottom line price, it, it, for us, if we have that quality product going out there, we have people coming back. Um, you can use cheap rum. And there's some good cheap rums, don't get me wrong. Yeah. They just don't fit what we need. They're good for a rum and Coke. We don't sell rum and Cokes.
1: <laughs> what if I really wanted one? We like money. <laughs> <laughs> um, is is everything rum-based with tiki cocktails? Generally. Okay should probably look at. It. it it's it seems like one of those things it's like it's almost an ephemeral idea where yeah, like there's no defined like this is what a tiki bar, tiki cocktail, tiki culture is. It's uh, there's so much ambiguity. So it's uh, it's almost like whatever you want it to be, that's you, what it yeah. is as long as it it loosely fits into a large
0: box. Absolutely, you can imagine. We have a cocktail in here that is bourbon-driven, but we bring it's We we take the idea of a whiskey sour and turn it tiki. So you know, bringing a lot of passion for bringing a lot of tropical flavors into it. So keeping that tartness to it and keeping that sourness to it and keeping that balance, but it tastes like something you would expect at a tiki bar. So yeah, you do definitely have. I I think you have the the ability to play around with that kind of stuff, even though that. Maybe historically, or what people think of as tiki, is rum based.
1: What has become more popular here—the cocktails or the beer—or is it? St-
0: it's, it's pretty damn even. You know, week to week, one might shift ahead of the other, but at the end of the day, like those number percentages look pretty damn even.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. You would yeah. think one it would skew one way or another, but I guess the the beauty of it—and another hats off to Washington County. Um, you can bring people who don't want beer here, and they're going to be able to find something. And if they don't like cocktails, then they're going to be able to get a slushy. Right. We
0: have we have <laughs> we have wine on draft too. So it's yeah. one of those things that we are we're trying to make sure that we have something for everyone. Um, we have kids drinks here. They're they're you know they they see you know kids see mom and dad drinking their fancy drinks. They want one too. We have those. Um, so do you sell
1: many non alcoholic? Drinks to adults?
0: Yeah. No. no. <laughs> that seems I mean, <laughs> it's it just handful be, here and there.
1: It seems to be a growing trend, like a much. We'll be ready like for the, January.
0: It does, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll try January. We have we we can do mocktails for sure.
1: But I yeah. mean, even like outside of January, like the <clears throat> the gro- the growing trend of non-alcoholic drinks, like even the non-alcoholic spirits, which I can't wrap my mind around what that is. They,
0: but they're surprisingly like what they're supposed to be. Like tasting.
1: Well, like I can understand like a non-alcoholic bourbon or like ones that have like true flavor, but like non-alcoholic vodka, what is that? Like (laughs) water? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's (laughs) that's a different
0: story, but like something like rum, bourbon, um, tequila. Yeah, like
1: spirits that have a defined flavor that you get because you want that flavor. Like Mm -hmm. vodka, you just want it added to something because you want to get drunk. You're not drinking drinking vodka because you love the taste of vodka.
0: There is no taste. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's so... Like that—that that was the only non-alcoholic spirit I don't understand, but the rest of them I do. And it just seems to be a like a sector that's growing and growing fast.
0: I look at that, and maybe there's somebody who just loves their, you know, martinis or yeah. whatever their vodka martinis, and they want that flavor and they want that same kind of aspect to it. Maybe it has like a little bit of that ethanol kick to it. Um, yeah, you know, stuff like that. So if it has that little bit of a kick to it, it has that, and they're 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 being more healthy while doing it. Do you, you know
1: how how is it not? Do is it just like a mixture of things, or do they remove alcohol from it? Botanicals. Or is
0: it, okay? There, there, there is. It's funny. So I forget who I was talking to. There was somebody who developed an apparatus that takes the alcohol out and keeps all the flavor, and it's this multi-million-dollar thing that he actually had people, you know, from major corporations come and bid on to be able to use. And everybody said I would, I would said, imagine so cuz it's nobody could tell the difference between the scotch with and the scotch without.
1: Wow. Yeah, that guy's Where, got where's the night. funny
0: part?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I've, I've played around with some non-alcoholic <laughs> bourbons. Uh just to experiment and I haven't found anything yet that actually nails scratch it. that itch. Yeah, like everything that that. I've come across just tastes like
1: weird mixtures of clove and regret. Oh, it sounds like so <laughs> gross. I hate clove with a passion yeah. and regret. <laughs> no, I don't mind regret. No, I got a lot of that. He's so used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Disappointment and regret are just, those are mainstays. But clove, I can avoid that <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> but like, I would think like tiki drinks are. Prime for non
0: alcoholic versions. There's a ton of flavor. Hmm. Yeah, there's a ton yeah, of flavor it, the If
1: you it. even just get close to yeah. that spirit taste, yeah. there, there's all the other flavors are there to cover up anything that could be a little bit off, like that, the bourbon you've hey, tried.
0: Right. I think one of the difficult things is. What's that disgusting
1: ass clove in it?
0: The, <laughs> the non alcoholic spirits are the same price.
1: That's and that's another thing when I look at it like it's really hard to stomach that is. So, but I mean, yeah. I understand like if that's important to you and you don't want alcohol, you're going to be willing to pay for that, yeah. but it, I I actually want the alcohol, so yeah, the it, idea of paying if
0: we invest in those, we have to charge the same price, if yeah. not potentially more yeah. than some of the stuff we're getting now. Um so that's a tough one to it's a value proposition that not many you know really want to kind of go down that road I with. think
1: you have to be in a really large city center to yeah. be able to have yeah. have enough clientele that wants that to yeah Williamsport like beautiful Low. Williamsport
2: Maryland <laughs> yeah
1: I mean beautiful Williamsport Maryland is prime for a large <laughs> concentration of people who want non-alcoholic spirits <laughs> yeah I, that that that's definitely like a DC New York.
0: Population. Yeah. yeah. Population.
1: But I just... I keep seeing more and more about that movement and, like, the popularity of...
0: It's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Even, like, you know, today we talked earlier about um, the person who won the mixologist thing. I forgot. What's it called? Uh, Drink Masters. Drink Masters. Thank you. Um, looking at her website and stuff like that. There's a lot of...
1: Yeah. She's, she's big on the non-alcoholic. Yeah. I think... Oh, I feel like maybe one of the, one of the rounds, the challenge was either to make a non-alcoholic cocktail or one of the contestants just made a non-alcoholic one to compete in that round.
0: It was interesting. I mean, it's something I want to look into just out of curiosity and see what folks are doing on that side. I've never looked much into it. So there's probably a ton to learn there from, you know, finding flavor profiles and finding different ways to bring up around flavors. That probably, you know, translate across the board in a lot of ways.
1: Is that trend still taking off in beer, or has that died off? Because I feel like I don't hear about it as much. I think
0: athletics got it nailed down. It's yeah. Uh, it's no they've, they've no even going to bother one. competing it, with it, them. It's commoditized yeah. at this point.
1: I actually read so, an
3: article about them, like, last week or two weeks ago, uh, not that long ago. And they've had some, some crazy growth, like 32,000% in sense, the last four years. they went from
1: never hearing <laughs> of them to... Like that. If if you mention non alcoholic beer, that's what, that that's what's offered.
0: Yeah. yeah, I I think they hit it so hard and so well. They did it right off the bat, right. And I think that was important. And I've I, never I,
1: had one, but I've heard that they they're good. Taste, they're yeah, good. yeah. They taste good. And their marketing's great. Yeah, you you like, can I mean, They're, they're d- everywhere. Yeah,
0: I, I I you can't deny it. It's
1: just a, it's an interesting world of the that that whole movement uh let's take one more quick sponsor break and when we get back um we'll talk a little bit of, more about your slushy offering so i think that's a little bit different than what most people expect from a slushy machine when they come into a bar so we'll be right back i buy my beer at district east in downtown frederick maryland they have an amazing selection of local and hard to find beers and i love the option of making my own mix and match custom six pack District East is on Northeast Street in Frederick in the same shopping center as Showroom Restaurant and Rockwell Brewery. Most weeks, they have over 950 beers in stock. Check out this week's selection at www.districteastbeer.com. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today, best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition, and double gold at the World Spirits Competition for Bourbon, Rye, and Gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. All right, so you have a row of uh, slushy machines back there. Those are not beer-based, though, right?
0: They are mostly rum-based. And one is wine-based.
1: Mmm. <laughs> um, what What's
0: the ABV on those slushies? All of them hit right around the 8% mark.
1: And the, I don't... Actually, no. I don't think I've ever tried any of them here. You have not. Because when I was here, there were, they were... You were they still were not, working things out, and it oh, was, like,
0: yeah. <laughs> encrusted in a block of ice. They, so it's a very specific science. And I, actually, this is where Lucas is going to have to talk, because he's the one who takes care of slushies every single week. So he knows these things better than the rest of us. He
1: did tell me that when I got here, that, that those are his babies. I didn't babies. go that far. You, you said I that said, you were you the slushy expert. And I, I've never used that word in my life. Um <laughs>
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, they're all about eight, eight and a half
1: percent. Sounds a lot better if yeah. you get close to the mic and face it instead of <laughs> looking away. I was looking at the slushies. I'm sorry. Uh, well, because they're your babies and you're a yeah, slushy expert. I missed, so you were like I missed them. <laughs> so, it, that, those are definitely a rotating thing, or just seasonally. Just seasonally. The okay. There's
3: two consonants and two ro- rotators. If
2: we take off a pina colada and the strawberry daiquiri, and Dylan can't have his Miami Vice. Um, I don't want to see him. It
3: gets ugly.
1: It'll be a sad, sad world. <laughs> Things go poorly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's shut down. Chairs are being these 100-year-old <laughs> tanks They're all broken. They're all broken.
3: <laughs> Stuck in the walls like those weird TikTok challenge videos. I haven't seen that now. Apparently, there's a TikTok challenge thing going around where people throw chairs at the walls to see if they can get the legs to stick through the sheetrock.
1: Hmm. People are so awful. Yeah. I, I know what I'm doing tomorrow. So now, <laughs> <laughs> what what's your drywall budget? Doing? <laughs> uh, so now that just means there's gonna be schools all over the country that have chairs stuck into the walls uh, everywhere.
2: And antique bars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Specifically in Williamsport, Maryland. Beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> um so so how do, you, how do you make a perfect slushy, Lucas?
2: Trial and error, man. you got to drink a lot of them. Well, <laughs> down, down, down. it
1: starts with puree from Havoc Bruce Supply.
2: Absolutely. That's, that's our secret ingredient.
1: <laughs> well, now you just gave it away. <laughs> Not oh, really. really. I guess you would like that. Yeah, well, yeah. He, wants to be, <laughs> he wants me to give that away. <laughs> so if you want a good uh, tiki slushy the it's it's the good we got good ingredients we got you know you start out with havoc puree and, and that then build essential,
2: on essential
0: yeah instead of using a bunch of fake shit um Whoa. that is just colored and gross uh we we definitely start with real puree um and we base everything from that um the rum based drinks all have high quality rum in them um and everything in them also has to be a very specific sugar content for it to be the right consistency and to freeze right so if there's too, too much or too little,
1: does it... That, that was the block of ice you saw. Oh, was that too much sugar or not enough Way sugar? Way too much sugar. Okay. That's interesting.
0: It was delicious, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun week. It was funny, though, because it, it was like the longer the time went, the more the, <laughs> the guy grew. It was just one grew. block.
0: <laughs> it was an impressive... I mean, those machines are beasts. so it was an impressive amount of ice. <laughs> it took a really yeah. long time to melt too
1: you just get the blowtorch out and how um how long does it take the f- no one cares shut up chris
2: um 10 minutes
1: okay i, I mean he lied. Been, it's like
2: four hours i don't i don't know what he's
0: asking how long does it take to freeze <laughs> it takes about four hours to get it fully frozen
1: I, I love how Lucas looks back at them like that's going to give them. The I, don't, I, mean, I, got, I got to look at miss them. <laughs>
0: they give them signs. They talk to them. They're really close. Do is you want to move
1: around to this side of the table? Can I so you can keep an eye on. them? <laughs> I'll just sit next to you. So is that from fresh batch for it, it? takes four hours.
0: Yeah, from from unfrozen. It takes four hours to get, go to full consistency. If it's already started it. I mean, if we reload it, a half batch, it might take an hour. It's pretty quick,
3: but and then from actual slush mode to standby mode, it's like an hour. It's right? an hour, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Is that aided by the high quality havoc purees? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: so very high quality, individually sourced. <laughs> the each fruit comes from a different country. Wait, we also use the, the fair, high quality havoc
2: trade, puree in all the slush, or uh, the drinks too.
0: That we do.
3: Yeah, that's one thing we do a little bit differently. Is you know typical to most bars using some premixed, um, you know, fruit cocktail yeah. bar mix. Um, everything we do is fresh, fresh, fresh for, puree.
1: So you you prefer to drink a mixture of what was that? Strawberry daiquiri, so and pina colada, pina
3: colada, strawberry daiquiri mixed. Is that a Miami Vice.
1: Is that off menu or is that on the menu? No, it's on
3: the menu. Okay. I think it's extremely tiny still. No, no. No. I changed it. It's big now.
0: Everybody can read it. (laughs) There was an ongoing joke here where in the beginning, Dylan really wanted a Miami Vice and I never really gave a crap, but I made it seem (laughs) like it was a big deal for me to do it. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to know. No, it's not going to happen. And then so like all along, people loved it. And it's like, yeah, I, I was drinking it from the beginning. I know that. But yeah. I, I just wanted to screw with him the whole time. And, and when I put it up on the the digital boards for the first time, everything up there is like, I don't know, 32 font, you know, 32 point font. And that was like three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but now it's reached the,
0: the same standing as the other ones. Yeah, we, when we did the refresh of the slushies, so we do those seasonally as well. So um, we added a, a wintry sangria, so it's a pomegranate gingerbread sangria, red sangria slushie. We added a Grinch juice, which is kind of like a melon, sweet orange, uh, pineapple thing as well. Um, so when we added those, I changed everything up and put it up there for real for the first time.
1: If anyone's keeping track and cares, I hate pomegranate almost as much as I hate clove.
0: What are you talking about? It's pomegranate. Yeah, I don't like it. You're weird. Yeah.
1: I mean, maybe as a supporting flavor, it might not be bad, but it, like I got Palm Wonderful once, and it was one of the most disgusting things I've ever
0: tasted. I'm not sure how you could hate pomegranate. Cause it What's to like hate about it? The flavor.
1: It's P- the nectar P- of the
0: gods. Peel- yes. peeling
2: one's kind of a pain in the ass, but yeah, I wouldn't want to do well, that. I didn't
1: have to peel it. I it just had to open the bottle, <laughs> and it was still not
0: worth the effort. You're wrong Um, But no So we use the pomegranate to bring it into that Kind of seasonal aspect um, Initially we're using We have real gingerbread spice In there now Uh, It doesn't like to be in there So we're going to have to change that around to like sprayed out? It does And the flavor stays in But it just doesn't look pretty So we're going to have to change that out I don't want to clean it Yeah, it's not going to be pretty (laughs) Uh, We're going to change it out to a higher Very high quality Italian um, Like a You know, some of the similar stuff they use at Starbucks. Okay. A gingerbread syrup, because that was the one thing that brought the flavor without the separation. Makes sense. We found a nice one from Italy that we really like, that we bought on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Do you guys do any sorts of events, or are you planning anything? Do you have anything coming up that's...
0: We do events here, and we've just started it. Um, we had some live music recently, and we're looking into getting that further going, especially on, like, Saturday nights here. We do trivia here every uh, Thursday with Poor House trivia. Trivia. Uh, we'll definitely have some one-off things. I forget what the yeah. the, the cookie thing is. We
3: know. had a tie-dye shirt or tie-dye clothing yeah. local vendor that takes clothes and tie-dyes them, had a little pop-up. To die for? To yeah. die for, yeah. To um, for. And did a cookie decorating party uh, that, that went really well. We actually had to make a second event because the um, the woman putting it on sold so many tickets nice. right off the bat. Um, sold it sold out in like an hour. Yeah, so that that, that worked pretty well. Um, but yeah, we're, we're just kind of taking a look at things and um, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks with what you know, our market likes and, and what they want to have
0: apparently it's cookies cookies and music <laughs> who doesn't love cookies uh, we we just want to see who you know what we were and who we were before we really tried to go into you know adding complexity to what we do on a daily basis so i think we're at the point now where people are saying what we are and we're realizing what we are and i think that allows for those things to start coming into play we want to start doing some brunches and stuff like that soon too we want to do People you know, like brunch. Yeah, ticketed pairing events and stuff like that. We want to do some fun stuff here, and we want it to just be something besides a bar. We want it to be something that the community kind of attaches itself to. We want to be you know, something Williamsport is proud of if a bar can be that. Um, and brewery. So th- we're, we're looking into those things, and I think you'll see a lot more out of us. We're actually, what is it, December 2nd. We're doing our first, uh, you know, the first time we're ever letting beer out of here. We're going to downtown Crown. In Gaithersburg, We're going to do every beer we've ever made. It's going to be on draft there. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So we're going to – you know, we're having some fun times with that kind of stuff. And obviously, you know, all of us have been around a while, the industry that is. And we uh have some good connections out there. And, you know, we'll get our beer out there and hopefully get a, get our name out there. We've been focusing on getting things right and getting things where we want them to be before we really start pushing things.
1: So that will be December 2nd, you said, the December, first time? Yep.
0: yep. We'll have all – I think we'll have ten beers by then.
1: It's a Friday, right? It is a yeah. Friday, so that'll be today. What? If you're listening to the yes, day, this, yes, that room. will be today. <laughs> <laughs> today. Today you'll be you able to get downtown Crown. You'll be able to go to downtown Crown and try some of the beers. I'm smart. It's weird how time works. <laughs> Is there anything else about interchange that we need to know about that we haven't discussed before I make Lucas answer stupid questions?
3: Do we talk about the food at all Yeah.
1: No. No. Yes, but very, very, very little. So we probably should talk more about the food.
3: So I can't really do it much justice. Um, But, uh, but, you know, as much as Matt would, he's not here. He's our our chef and he's kind of the brainchild behind the – the food, but uh, his entity is high tide. It's all uh, Thai-inspired uh, American fusion. So we've got uh, a couple different burgers and and uh, rice bowls, tiki dogs is what we call them that are um, just really good. They're uh, wrapped in bacon and yeah. deep fried. Um, I probably come in here and. Eat, Hard to go wrong with that. I no. stop in here and eat dinner probably three nights a week before I go <laughs> home for dinner so that <clears throat> I don't have to eat what's being cooked at home. Uh, but it's it's all amazing.
0: There's also crab rangoon nachos that have wonton chips that are insanely good. That sounds good. Yeah. Dum- um, dumplings. Dumplings are oh,
3: delicious.
1: Dumplings are Is there a kitchen in here or is that a food truck?
3: So he preps everything in another kitchen and okay. does final... Uh, final Final finishing cooking here. finishing okay. here um, and then uh, hopefully within the next week or two we'll have uh, the food truck license for him and he'll be operating out of that when that happens okay. he'll really be able to expand the menu and do a lot, lot cooler stuff
1: do you see this interchange itself as a concept that could work in other places like someday this being replicated elsewhere
3: I think so
0: yeah, I, I agree. I think that every place, if we did this somewhere else, it would have to live as its own entity but kind yeah. of followed the same idea where we'd build it to fit the space. I think we very much so built this entirely to fit the space that we had and uh, kind of the space told us what it wanted to be and we just kind of... Yeah, it couldn't be a cookie cutter no. replication. So we wouldn't do things like that. We would make it unique, I think, if we were able to, but I think I think the opportunity does exist to do this elsewhere
1: say so, yeah, I think this would kill in Frederick or I mean even in larger cities but definitely in Frederick this would do
0: amazingly well yeah I think I think it's fun I think people attach themselves to it you know when we get people here I feel like they want to come back I think we give them something that they don't find elsewhere so I think yeah I agree with that
1: Have you built up your group of regulars yet semi yeah. semi
0: I yeah, th- we I, definitely have. I think our I think our location kind of uh, allows only a certain amount of people coming in here on the regular basis. But we'll yeah, definitely- it's,
1: true. It, it's not.
0: You're not walking It's here. not
1: off the beaten path, but it's yeah. not on and, the beaten path. So like it's not hard to get to. Exactly, or far away for Like it's no. what two minutes maybe off of seventy. Yeah.
0: But yep. it's not like on the way. No, exactly.: <laughs> And I think that's the thing is, it has allowed us to have our group of regulars, but I think that um, we're not a place that's built necessarily just for that. Yeah.
2: We've got a lot of Tiki fans that have stopped in and shown me their home Tiki bars, which is nice. Pretty awesome. It's pretty cool.
1: Do you still have the 50-pound murder fish? Are you still yes. using that glass?
3: That's the smoke show
1: glass.
0: It's the smoke show glass. It, it's one of those glass. So, what people don't see here is it's actually a glass that was made to be, I guess, to hold succulents, but it was sold to us <laughs> as a glass, and it literally weighs like eight pounds. Yeah, it um, is a
1: monster. And you have to glass. drink. Yeah,
0: you have to drink out of a straw. Um, but when people see it ordered, they want one too. So, uh, and it's quite a good drink. So it's it's. uh it's a Paloma take with uh, Mezcal, so it's, it's pretty unique but pretty tasty at the same time. We use some lychee syrup in it as well. It, it's my favorite one, and I'm not a cocktail guy. Lucas is not <laughs> a cocktail guy.
1: And we've established that. He is a Whoa. slushy guy. There's <laughs> I, the
0: murder fish. I am, I'm shocked, actually, that <laughs> that's the first time Lucas said he's not a cocktail guy. I, I've never it's said kind it. of his thing.
3: What not kind of guy, guy are you, then? I'm
2: not a cocktail guy. Slushy. I'm He's learning. I'm guy. learning. Apparently, my mezcal guy. Oh,
1: I'm not a fan of mezcal either.
2: No, it's my favorite one. Again, you're sure. wrong.
3: Can, um, can we drop that on air to see if it breaks? No. The glass or the tile?
1: I mean, you own it. Someone will get injured. You own both. Feel free. I kind of see what happens. See if it bounces. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's quite possible you threw it outside. It would crack
0: the... <laughs> yeah. The st- Gonna make a pothole. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I think that I think the tile's more likely just... to break. The tile feels yeah. solid. I think oh. you can take it. It, lo- it looks like, like Ben <laughs> Thanks, is ben. physically <laughs> shaking with anxiety.
0: I don't want to replace the tile. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like wherever this is going, I don't like the direction of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's time to answer some stupid questions. And since Lucas has barely talked, he's the one that has to. Ninja. That's wrong. Who would win in a battle between a ninja and a pirate? Where's the battle? It doesn't matter. It's a ninja. Wrong. (laughs) I thought you were supposed to be intelligent. No one ever said that. (laughs) (laughs) Ben told me you were. (laughs) Why is the pirate right? I don't know. I don't have to have a good reason. It's like pirates. He's got a gun. Yeah, that, that I mean, that's the obvious answer. Once every 40 minutes. Smalley pirates have automatic rifles.
3: <laughs> that would have been the question.
1: Okay, yeah. What yeah. kind okay. of pirate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. What would the title of your biography be?
0: How do you spell that? Not a, talk- not a cocktail guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. What would yours be, Dylan.
3: Contrary to popular belief, I am not a vampire.
1: Is that because you don't sleep or
2: because you—he's he's 419 years old? (laughs) You have sharp teeth?
3: No, Lucas jokes that I'm like 500 years old.
1: Uh. (laughs) Rip Van Winkle over here? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say he looked it. (laughs) Name a famous person you would love to meet. Will Ferrell. Are you excited about his new movie coming out? I don't even know what it is. It's called Spirited. I, sure. It looks funny. Sure. Just say yes. Yeah. Cool. What's the worst concert you've ever been to?
2: I don't know, man. I've been to a lot of bad ones. Uh, ministry. It was so loud I had to just leave and go buy your earplugs your and then pay to get back in.
1: Well, then it must have been really good if you wanted to go back in. I wanted
2: wanted to go back in, and then I regretted it. Oh, okay. It was a good show. It was just too loud. A lot of bad decisions were made. (laughs) That's my my autobiography title right there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
1: Does pineapple belong on a
0: pizza? Sure, if you want it.
1: No, the answer is absolutely not. Blasphemy.
0: I had one today. I'll oh, have the other half of it tomorrow. Is that
3: what's sitting in that box up there?
0: No, I keep it. No, awake. that's mushrooms. I eat a half a pizza every day. We put pineapple on everything
3: here. <laughs> we don't put it on pizza.
2: We would if it was Havoc Brew Supply. No, we wouldn't. Okay,
1: <laughs> That's where he draws the line. <laughs> I'm not selling to Pizza Hut. Should put that on the pineapple boxes. <laughs> not Do intended not for put pizza. In <laughs> not intended for pizza. Genius.
2: Pam, Pam will get on it. <laughs> Is a hot dog a sandwich? Absolutely, it's a taco. It's <laughs> so. Hand- it's a taco.
0: It's a
3: handheld. Yeah, it says so on
2: the menu. Wait, no, it
3: doesn't. Yeah,
1: yeah, it does. No, nope. it's a nice tiki dog. It's under island inspired. Uh, if you were having a plumbing issue, would you hire Mario or Luigi? I'd call it Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Luigi. <clears throat> How many pairs of underwear do you pack for a three-day trip? Five. What would your wrestler walkout music be?
3: Hold on, can we back up real quick? Why do you need five pairs of underwear for a three-day trip?
1: Depends on what I'm eating.
2: Look at them. Um, That tiny Tim tiptoe through the tulips (laughs) song. That'd That'd be pretty good. It's pretty intimidating. It's scary.
1: We need to just shoot a video of you walking into the room with that playing now. <laughs>
2: I'll send it to you tomorrow.
1: All right. How do you feel about the McChicken? It's, for me,
2: it's the best fast food sandwich. For me, it's the McChicken.
1: How do you feel about garden gnomes? I love them.
3: We have one here, actually. And he's mooning. Where is it? Behind the bar.
1: It's true. I don't see it. He's behind the tats. Here, I'll go uh, grab it. Um, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Absolutely. You have strong feelings about that one. He's who, right. I mean, I, I don't care either way, but the mo- more popular answer is yes. I is. just want to hear Ben say he's right, so I don't hear <laughs> that very much. <laughs> who is the real bully, Daniel LaRusso or Johnny Lawrence? Don't you dare say who are they.
2: Uh, I mean, after watching uh, Cobra Kai, I'm going to say it's uh, Daniel. But that is know. the correct answer. When I was a wee lad, it was always Johnny.
1: What's better, iced or hot coffee? That's a pretty sweet garden, though. No? Hot coffee. Wrong iced. If you were a member of the Spice Girls, what would your name Does be? Does Cold
0: Brew not count? Well, that's iced. Kind okay. Of. a no, cold
1: it's not really. I, Well, the I said it wrong. The the question is actually: Is it hot, hot or cold? Okay. Okay. What is it? Spice girl? Yeah. If you were a member of the Spice Girls, what would your name be? Uh,
3: probably
2: like creepy
1: spice. <laughs>
3: uh, I vote ZZ Bottom Spice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you win. Dylan I don't even want to ask yeah, I don't even want to ask any more questions now. That was perfect. <laughs> Who would play you in a movie about your life?
2: Billy Gibbons. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis he's pretty <laughs> <laughs> awkward and
1: oh, I thought you were just going to say he's pretty <laughs> he's hes a very he's, pretty man too he's a beautiful human being if you drop food on the floor what is the maximum amount of acceptable time to pick it up and eat it
2: is anyone in the room with me
1: um, yes I, I
2: don't know backfired five seconds. Yeah, yeah. It was was definitely gonna be like there's no time limit.
1: I mean, That's why I figured it was. It depends on the floor. I feel like that question has a lot of caveats. It does. Depends on the floor. Depends on what you're eating. Yeah,
0: depends on how good is what you're eating. If my pizza flips upside down on the floor, it's done. But if it's like, you know, the crust on the bottom, I'm good. I'm good. I'm picking it up ten minutes later. And how
1: much do you have left? Yeah.
0: Like, there's so many.
1: If it's a Chick-fil-A chicken nugget,
3: it's fair game until, like, it's yeah. stepped on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, it's for it's me, McChicken. it would be a McChicken. <laughs> for you, it's a McChicken sandwich. <laughs> the best bad foods, the fast food sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's a nugget, you pick it up and you blow the dog hair off and you eat it. <clears throat> we'll just hack it up later. It's okay. All right,
1: gentlemen. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for not getting up and walking away, Lucas. I kept
2: trying to look at the slushies, and that was going to be my exit, but Dylan had me. He's holding my leg
1: down. I've got him pinned down over here. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Cheers. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening.
2: Oh, my God. That's good.